Hello, everybody. If you're listening live, I just want to apologize for the delay. We've had some possibly Windows 10 um, folks. We're not sure. Um, so Melanie is now on her mobile phone. Um, so we've found a way around everything. So if we do lose any little bits of uh, signal and everything, then please bear that in mind. Just a quick housekeeping. If you want to ask us any questions during the live hangout, please use the Q&A app uh, within the Hangout itself. I just want to say a quick shout out for, to everybody. Uh, There's quite a few people in the Q&A. Hi, Paula. Hi, Rich. Sheila, great to have you. Sue, Robin, Dane, uh, Dennis, Mayanna, and uh, yeah, Robin. So thank you all for joining us. And uh, it's been a little bit of a, a gremlin haunted uh, hangout and um, I'm also in the cat's chair because I'm in the dining room and I'm sitting where the cat normally sleeps because she thinks my chair is her chair so I'm in the dining room today because I didn't want to um, disturb my studio because I'm set up for recording out there so okay so here we are here's Melanie and uh, just Melanie if you want to say hello to everybody hello everyone if you can hear me and see me then we have you know, we're like gems. We're, we're golden right now. <laughs> okay. So if you're watching this uh, as a future uh, video on YouTube or you're listening to the podcast, uh, don't worry. It's not going to affect you in any way. Um, uh, so it's just part of Hangouts and the fun world that is Google Hangouts. So let's get on. We're going to be talking today about a subject called, you know, the accidental marketer. But before we get into that, uh, Melanie, just a quick introduction for Melanie. Melanie is, uh, um, you know, a very positive member of the OV community. She's a moderator there as well. And she's been actively involved in the community for a while. And she's recently just launched her first course on Udemy. And we're going to be talking about the subjects around that course as well. Um, we will also, at any time, if you're really interested and you're watching the YouTube video, there will be a special offer code in the video section. Um, I'll have some courses you can get, and Melanie will have. So go and have a look at the YouTube description if you're listening to this anywhere else. And if you listen to this on a podcast and you'd like to maybe grab one of Melanie's courses or look at one of my courses, go and have a look down there. So without much further ado, Melanie, tell us a little bit about your background, where you come from, a little bit of your story. Well, um, I've been around for a few decades, and... <laughs> um, my degree is in logistics and supply chain management with a strong em emphasis on marketing, believe it or not. Uh, marketing is very close to uh, st statistical information, which is what logistics and supply chain does when we have to, you know, when we had to look at uh, things coming and going and what percentage of this was going out. And so it's very statistical based. Um, and I owned a business many many years ago and uh, had to do my own marketing so this is uh, round two uh, after I left the industry of supply chain management I went and worked for a uh, small business in the next neighboring big city Cincinnati and I was um, social marketing director and uh, it was it was a fabulous fabulous time to uh, get even they had been in business for about six or seven years but nobody really knew they existed 
Um, and then when they brought on social marketing, things changed for them, uh, very much so. Um, so marketing is, I think, at my core with the uh, knowledge base of how to analyze and use the information that you gather to, de to determine what direction your company should go. Yeah, and I think that's something I'd really like to pick up on later because a lot of people, you know, their perception of marketing, we work with clients all the time. And it, when, when I'm trying to re-educate a client, a lot of the time is, look, just blasting tweets out is not marketing. Are you with me? So I want to come back to that a little bit later on. So that's a great point to tie in sort of like the metrics to, you know, marketing. So the first thing question I've got, so what is what I've called, did I, is this your term? Melanie, the accidental marketer. I can't remember where I picked it. I think it is yours. Is it? Well, uh, I had to borrow that word because I think there's actually a book on it, but I term uh, it the sudden marketer. Same thing. Sudden marketer. Okay, but I like the accidental marketer. Um, yeah, so, 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 who, so what, what is an accidental marker? So we, we're talking to Udemy instructors and they want to, you know, they've just got this course and... You know, although you've got, you're, just to be clear, what, Melanie's got courses on social media marketing. They're not aimed specifically at Udemy instructors, but they apply um, completely. So you've just, you've made a Udemy course, you're ready to make your millions, and not much is happening. So now all of a sudden you start thinking, I've got to do some marketing. So just what, what what's the typical, you know, when you've met people and talked to people, what does a, a typical accident marketer look like accidental marketer look like melanie <laughs> um they kind of look like a deer in the headlights or the, the frightened <laughs> little rabbit when they're told that now uh they have to like take their goods or their product or their service to market and they don't know what that means they're like is that like listed in the phone book is that a billboard is that ads in the newspaper uh you know what is that and when you mention online marketing, then they practically pass out and faint just because, um, you know, all they, a lot of people in small businesses, <laughs> they equate marketing or online marketing to what their teenager does on Facebook and Twitter. Mm. So they cannot relate to that. They, they're like, who is going to be looking at these things if you're online. So it's kind of like the, um, uh, you're not getting a meeting of the minds where they cannot easily switch to um, taking the traditional marketing principles, but applying them online because it's mm. too new to them. All, they, they just haven't experienced it as well. Yeah. Yeah. And it can be, yeah. It's, you know, as you're saying that, I'm just thinking, you know, it can be, don't, maybe don't understand the terminology, you know, don't understand the computer, don't understand, you know, like the hoops we've had to jump through tonight just to do this hangout. Are you with me? It's understandable that people sort of, there's a, there's a, there's a bit of a fear thing there. And there's, I think one of the things as well, though, is that, um, and we're going to talk about it a little bit later, but I think there's a lot of bad marketing advice out there. Uh, and when people sort of, you know, when they're trying to figure out how to do marketing, they've got a, wade through all these things. So I know this is what your course is really about, Melanie. It's helping people to get, get a foundation understanding of marketing principles in general, isn't it? Before they, you know, rush out there and market. Yes. And, and 
all along in every section, um, we've, you know, we still have to focus on how that is implied with online marketing. So uh, if you don't have the traditional principles, it's going to be even more difficult to understand how you can weave that through with your online strategies. And you should have some online strategies rather than like you said in the beginning, you just don't tweet out information because mm -hmm. the, the people who may actually see it, it doesn't matter to them. You wanna make sure that you know how to reach the people who are actually looking for your product or service. Mm, and that's the key thing, isn't it? It's, you know, the, the analogy I always use is the age of, you know, TV broadcasting. Most people perceive marketing like that. You know, well, that's great for Coca-Cola when their advertising budget is probably, you know, half a, you know, 200 million a year. You know, they can afford to just broadcast that product all day long, hoping to hit enough people that some people will actually respond. And that's what I think most people do when they come to marketing. And then they wonder why it don't work, because really that when they do it as well, they're often only hitting 60 people. Do you, get, do you get me? And it's not targeted and it's not, you know, and we've all been there. We learn that way. That's how we learn. Um, you know, so what, what do you think the core things people struggle with marketing? Do you think it's that? Do you think it's like that disconnect you were saying earlier, Melanie? Is that the main thing? Not not being able to, you know, maybe step into this new world of online marketing? I think as far as online marketing goes, yes. Uh, because if you if you fail to mention the word online, then right away they want to talk about print marketing, uh, uh, traditional, I'm going to put a stamp on a postcard marketing, um, telemarketing, they, that's ex exactly what they go to. And they don't even consider online marketing because they mm. have had um, either the conversation never came up or the, the uh, colleagues within their own circles aren't doing it. So they're not mm. going to do Still, uh, their best colleagues do it. Nobody wants to be mm. first. Nobody wants mm. to uh, be the guinea pig, the test driver. Mm. Mm. They want so to win and pay money and have it work. Yeah, yeah. And that's a traditional business. So let's bring it down to a Udemy instructor now, maybe. And maybe they've never even, and I think this is, I think this is fundamental to it. They've created a course but they don't realize they're actually launching a business. Yeah, would you agree with that, Melanie? So they create a course, they've done a course, you know, and they're sitting there and they've got this course, they don't realize they've actually just launched a new business. It's a business and every business needs to be marketed. So, you know, you know, when, when we see that, how would you sort of picture that? You know, what, what, what do you think there's gonna be their key struggles? Um, their key struggle is with as far as specifically the Udemy instructors, I believe, is that they feel all the hard work's done and Udemy is supposed to take over everything else. Mm. Mm. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, there's, Udemy has its own algorithms as well. But if you can relate to even a little child, um, a youngster, when they sell cookies or lemonade or whatever it is, right away they're thinking, how are they going to get people to drink that lemonade or buy their cookies? So mm -hmm. they're, you know, they have to just get in that mindset that 
I am selling now. I am marketing. So mm. uh, if I'm selling cookies for an organization, am I wearing the correct uniform? Uh, what do I say when I go knock on the door? Uh, if I have a lemonade stand, uh, and all these things I did as a kid too. Lemonade stand, uh, how, how many blocks do I go ride my bike and, and ring my bicycle bell and say, we got lemonade, two blocks over, how many blocks do I go out? I mean, it's just all the mindset. And if you shift those basic principles over to online marketing, basically you have to define how far do you want to reach the people? You know, is, mm -hmm. is product or service basically used with a little tiny uh, circle of, you know, radius, or is it a larger radius? And if, and once you identify what your radius is, then you can um, uh, narrow it down and say, okay, the people within this radius that I'm targeting, they are young married people. They are uh, older students. They have young families, whatever. You can identify the graph, the demographic. But, but Melanie, Melanie, hang on. My course is for everybody. I made my course for everybody in the world. Everybody in the world wants to buy my course. That that's 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 our mindset, isn't it? That's where we fail, I think. And when and I think you've just touched on it there. You talk about radius and you talk about targeting. But when we create a course, we genuinely try and create a course, and every and, and this is typical in business. When you create a service, you know I do this all the time. I have to correct myself. I'll create a service, and I'll be like, everybody in the world is going to want this service. So I try and market it to everybody, and then you know, the, you know, the logic kicks back in, and you think, hang on a minute, I'm not niching here. I'm not niching here, you know. So. Um, but part of that is course design as well, though, isn't it? So the marketing doesn't just start afterwards. It's the titles, it's the course, it's all of that sort of stuff as well, isn't it? Yes, and you have to make sure um, you're using the words that people currently speak. Um, you know, what we called uh, years ago waitresses. Well, we don't call them waitresses anymore. It's called waitstaff or servers. So if you are if you build a course that wants to uh, help waitresses, people aren't type people aren't looking for that anymore because that's an old word. So uh, make sure whatever you're marketing, you're using the right word for the right time. Yeah, yeah, and 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 yeah, you got to speak their language, isn't it? I think that's you got to speak that you don't speak your language. You speak the language. We call it translating. So you've got to translate your offering, your product into their language. I had a classic example of this. I was working with, uh, just actually, no, I was just talking. I've worked with clients, but the, this was a really strong one. I was just talking to, as a local network meeting, I was, down, I was talking to this guy. And I said, what do you do? What's your business? And he said, we install LAN 25, CAT 56, 7, 8, side cables. And I was like, okay, okay. And I knew if I went on his website, it would say that. You know, and I said to him, so one of the ways I sort of said, I said, look, here's a question I always get my clients to ask is this, what is your what is your client trying to buy? They're not trying to buy Cat 25, 26, all this. They just want broadband that works in their office. They want to buy broadband that works. So sell them broadband that works, not Cat 25, Cat 26, this ISO, that ISO. And I think that's a core part, isn't it? So what would you think is a typical common score core skill that people lack? 
one, like say the typical Udemy instructor, no marketing background, you know, like you say, they're probably their understanding marketing, you know, or social media marketing is looking at their daughter or a teenager on Facebook or WhatsApp or whatever. What, what do you think is the typical common score core skill that they miss that you notice more often than not? That they are not customer driven, meaning like, as you stated, everybody in the world's going to need this, but not everybody uh, is going to want, uh, if you're trying to sell a bathing suit up in the Arctic, um, you know, how many people are going to buy your, ba you know, a bathing suit mm -hmm. suit up there? Um, you have to know what the customer wants and figure out if they have, if it's a need they have, an actual need, if it's something that they want, where it's a preference, or if it's something so customizable that you will fill that need. So if you do not um, understand what the consumer is looking for, then mm -hmm. you're thinking about, like right now, as we know, uh, the word green is all around. We need, um, you know, to protect our environment and everything. So if, uh, if people who are more conscious about how, what footprint they're leaving on the environment, then they are going to be looking for green products. So if you uh, give them a green product or a service that, you know, saves them time and money and resources, like uh, everything's digital, you don't, you know, you're not going to kill any more trees with, you know, my ebook, um, you will speak to that consumer. Mm. Where mm. If, if they don't care about that, then uh, you, you know, you can't, uh, your, your niche is not the entire store. It's, it's a department within a store. Mm, yeah, you can't be a big box attitude and try to please everybody and say, "Oh yeah, I have a department for that." You don't have a department for that. You have mm. one product or one service that fills basically mm. a particular need. Yeah, and I think as well what, what we, um, you know, what it is as well is you don't realize sometimes that you can have one product and you can market that same product to many different people, many different ways, because, and, and to all intents and purposes, it becomes many different products. So, for example, I've got a course on um, Google Plus Local SEO. So I'll show you how to use Google Plus Local SEO. I've got another course for Udemy Instructors that shows you how to use Google Plus and YouTube for Udemy Marketing. Now, they are different, but it's I'm teaching them about the same product. It's, it's a very similar product. But I could have done, you know, the Google Plus course to end all courses. Are you with me? Like you could have done the, the marketing course to end all marketing courses, you know, but yeah. you're not. You've been very specific. Yeah, you're very specific about who you're trying to reach. It's someone, you know who they are, they're new, you've met them, you know there's a need, they've got no background in marketing, and they come into marketing and they don't have the fundamentals and they're your core market. And that's target, niche targeting, isn't it? And that's the, I think that is, like you say, the key thing. And then another thing is, I know there's different ways uh, of doing this, but creating like, um, you know, uh, what do you call it? Well, it's not demographic. Yes, just use, not that word, but I'll use it. A demographic, you know, creating a demographic of your audience. Or what I like to say is creating Bob. Identifying Bob. Yeah, the persona. Yeah. The persona. The persona. That's what the word I'm looking for. So 
do you think that comes in early when helping people to understand about marketing, Melanie? Yeah, it, it should. Be, and, and people, if they would, some people always right away picture what they're going to lose rather than what they're going to gain. So when you, mm. when you tell them that you, they have to channel down and, and target to that Bob that you build in your mind, you know, who is Bob? How old is Bob? Where's Bob live? What's Bob do for a living? What's his income? Um, then right away they say, yeah, but if I'm targeting to Bob, I'm going to miss Sam and Frank and Barbara and, you know, Sally. And you can't think of the loss. You have to think of the gain. Mm -hmm. uh, it's like if you go into a hardware store, you know that people in that hardware store are looking for a hardware store. They're not looking hardware within the store, tools. They're not looking for a pair of shoes or a dress. They're looking for that saw, the hammer, the nails, the screwdriver. Mm, yeah, and I think... Yeah, and if you if you marketed to dresses, then you're going to confuse a customer. Mm, mm. We we did a course on blog writing, and you know we didn't invent this idea, but I do like this idea. Is where you create Bob, or you know, um, and I've even heard some people when they're filming video, they'll do a little picture of Bob and they'll stick him over the camera so there's a cut where you can see him. And so people start talking to Bob. And what what that is, so just a little tip for people, you know, write down, you know, just who the person is. So let's give them some actual, who the person is. Give them a name, Bob, Sally, Jim, okay? So for me, it's normally always Bob. So I'm marketing to Bob. What is Bob trying to solve? What problems has Bob got? What's his lifestyle? Where is he in life? Where is he trying to go? What's he trying to attain? You know, what does he like? What doesn't he like? What culture? You know, and, and you start building up an idea in a picture of Bob and then literally create a little piece of paper with Bob. Like I said, it's not my idea, and I've heard this before, and I like it. Create a little a picture of Bob and write some stuff, and it will do a little cut out of Bob and stick it there. And whenever you're doing your marketing, talk to Bob. Have you ever sort of tried anything like that, Melanie? Yeah, with with uh, with my product, because I'm trying to help people to understand marketing, uh, and plus with with me understanding the analytics, like who goes to my um, website, who goes to my YouTube, so I know that I am speaking to, uh, believe it or not, twenty five to thirty eight year old guys. Okay. Basically. And so then that made me shift a little bit like, uh, well, if they're the ones that are really listening to me, I have to begin to speak their speak. So mm. I have to use the words cool sometimes, you know, I don't like the word cool myself, you know, but, but, if I, but if I said neato, they're not going to relate to that at all. <laughs> and you're not going to, so you're not going to do like, so now you know that, for instance, and they're your key demographic. Like you're not going to be doing like you know bunches of roses as your you know is your image for your blog post, or you're going to be thinking about them. It changes everything, doesn't it? When you start to focus, it changes every way the way you communicate. And the women are right behind it, so it's not even a big break. But but it's amazing. The age range is exactly the same. It's amazing to me because I thought uh, because of you know how many decades I've been around that I would connect to people of my within my decade or close to it. But um, no, I'm not. Mm, so that mm. tells me that the, there are more people within that age range that, that probably are forced or they're becoming sudden marketers because their job they're at 
um, their their boss says, oh, by the way, you're in charge of our Twitter now. You're in charge of our Facebook. We want you to, you know, so they have to learn right away. That's the sudden market. Yeah, and that's that's actually a really, really interesting point because um, thank you, Mayanna, for just pointing out. She's reminding me of to keep, keep forgetting to switch my screen when I'm talking. So let me see if I can switch it to auto. Um, so that's really interesting because Are you there? I think you're frozen, Mark. You just there's there's no forgiveness, is there? I I you 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 were out a little bit, so I didn't hear you fully. Okay, I was just saying that when in the past, you know, with an offline business, you could be quite bad at marketing and sometimes get away with it. But now with online marketing, it's very unforgiving. If you're not, if you don't acquire these skills of online marketing, you're almost guaranteed to fail if you're trying to actually sell product online. Yeah, because they, there's, there, it's like if you send out a bad postcard, you can throw that stack away and never see it again. But online, you are not in control of, you can delete all you want. Uh, this post or that post, but if somebody already saw it and somebody already shared it, somebody already took a screenshot of it, it's it's still it's preserved. <laughs> so mm -hmm. so your successes are preserved as well as your oops moments. Mm -hmm. And if you and it, the other thing is, if you're doing online marketing badly, you're just not going to reach anybody because there's so many people actually doing online marketing, and there's so much competition or perceived competition. That if you're not doing it correctly, if you don't understand the basics, you know, you are going to be set up for failure straight away. So for me, it's almost like, you know, the way I, the way I, I sort of share this is, um, and I've heard this, I can't remember where I heard this before, but I absolutely loved it. And I always share this now. You know, if you're not, if you're, if you're, especially online, if you're an online company, but a vast majority of your work comes from online sources, you should consider yourself a marketing company that sells widget X or a marketing company that supplies service Y. One of the people that are really good at this are Red Bull. So Red Bull, absolutely brilliant at marketing. And they're actually a marketing company that sells a fizzy drink. And that's the way they think. Apple you know, are absolutely brilliant at this. They're, they're, they're a marketing company that sells some real high-tech product. You think about the way they package everything. Everything is marketing. Everything they think is marketing. And, and that's the mindset you have to have. So if you want to see seed online and by default with a Udemy course, you know, you, you, you're going to have to, if you're in a competitive sector, don't get me wrong, some Udemy courses, some of the programming courses, you put them on, they're going to just fly out the door. Most people's course on Udemy are going to require work like anything on the internet. And, you know, so that's something really. I didn't know what you sort of thought about that, Melanie, about that being like the core skill of any business. Well, it, I think it has to become more so because uh, we have, with online, because we have all the information that can come in the analytics, we have the information, there's really hardly any guesswork to it. There's no more, I'm going to follow my gut. Uh, you know, I heard something on the subway and I'm going to follow that trend. No, uh, all the data that, that is collected through all these um, uh, 
servers and everything, they, everything is collected. And all you have to do is look at it, first of all, respect it, and uh, listen, and actually, if I dare use the word, obey it. Because if you go opposite of what the facts are, then um, you are just self-serving your own ego. Mm, mm. So so we're coming back to this subject. It's a great opportunity to open this up. We're talking about metrics. We're talking about data. We're talking about information. Um, So, you know, obviously you've got a whole course. If anybody wants the full insight, they need to go and take the course. But just give us some of the places you would start gathering data what would you be looking for what where would you if if i came to you with a business right now said melanie help me market this and you know you had access to all my analytics you had access to all my social media accounts and everything else where would you go first what would be the first sort of uh you know metrics you'd start to examine and pick apart well i would identify what i do with my clients i identify their top competitor locally first and i compare and say, okay, you are ahead in, you are ahead in this, you're above, you are behind in that. Uh, you're running neck and neck in this area. So where, what direction do you want to go separate, separate from your competition that uh, will get you in the lead? You know, is it, what is your, what is your value base? What value do you want to bring to your potential clients or customers that your biggest competition is missing? Um, And that's the easiest way for them to get a grip on it when you can point them in the direction where they say, oh my gosh, I had no idea that they were doing that. And I should Mm -hmm. do that as well. Or they were doing that and they failed at that. So I'm going to not do that at all. Um, it requires some, some homework, um, mm. you know, because the whole word, the whole word competition means you are aware of those around you. Otherwise, you know, are you running a race with blinders on and you don't know if anybody's sneaking up on your left or your right? Mm. You have to kind of, you know, you have to look at your nearest competitors either geolog either geographically or in purpose and value and then analyze to see what you want to do where you want to take your business or product so um if you are if you have a very standard product you know let's say um all music let's say you teach music um how are you, can you teach it in a different way? Can you teach it to um, maybe disabled people? You know, you know, do you know if people who are disabled can learn your music? Do you have a unique way to teach it? Because not everybody can teach someone who has special needs. So maybe that's mm. an area that you realize that your competitors aren't doing and you can fill that, you can fill that need. Yeah, and the other thing as well, I think that's really important. We're talking about market research now, and there's the old adage is you don't reinvent the wheel. So, you know, like if you've got a Udemy course, and if you're in a, we're talking about in a competitive category, we'll talk about non-competitive categories in a second, but if you're in a competitive category and you've got a Udemy course, you need to go and have a look what they're doing. You need to look at the ones that you know are performing well, that are in the, in the top section of your categories or your search query go and have a look at them 
and figure out what it is they're doing. And it's not always what they tell you they're doing, but what they're really doing. Are you with me? Because, mm -hmm. you know, um, and, and like you say, you can then differentiate. I like the point you make about differentiating yourself. Like for me, I've got a, a Udemy course, Creation Training. It's quite a successful course on Udemy. It does quite well. Um, and I really focus on our strengths, which is the marketing and the video production. So that's the background we come from. And a lot of people will really focus down maybe on just marketing or they're focused down on how to get a course idea. So you really need to start thinking about where your strengths are and sort of applying them. I just had a question in the Q&A, which ties in uh, here. Uh, let me just bring that up so I can see that. And it says, that's Robert, does a Udemy interface offer any metrics that are useful for the instructor? above student counts and percentage complete. Now, Udemy does give you some metrics, Robin, but to be honest, you've got to make sure you install Google Analytics on your course because Analytics, Analytics is going to give But the metrics it does, the thing to do at the beginning is really make sure you record every key metric at the beginning. So as you start going month by month, record the metric, new students. You know, if you're given free comms, how many free students? How many reviews you got that month? You know, how many? Start counting those, the, the obvious metrics. It's not so much seeing them. It's more about recording them and watching them and analyzing them and making changes. Um, I just want to pass it over to Melanie to see what she's got to add on that. Yeah, it's one thing to get all the facts, but if you don't understand what they're telling you, then then why bother with the, with the data? So when you are at some point, you have to measure. Marketing is all measurements. It's all measurements. Uh, there's A/B testing where you try, you know, do uh, are do people like uh, uh, this shade of green over that shade of green? I did A/B testing and. I loved my lime green. Nobody else loved lime green. And uh, they said that um, it hurt their eyes on, you know, when you're looking at the screen. Uh, and no matter how I explained why it had to be that lime green shade, nobody was on my side. So I had to bite the bullet. I had to listen to the reviews. And I, I'm the one that had to change to a solid grass green and it goes with anything else um, if if people are telling you that uh, this is not working listen to it mm -hmm. and and yeah that brings me that brings me to another point I think as well like it, that marketing is iterative it's you know it's I think a lot of people think you build a marketing funnel you put it in place and you forget it and leave it but it isn't, is it? Because you test, you tweak, you perfect. And it can take six to 12 months to build a good marketing funnel. People don't get that, you know. You don't yeah. just create a marketing funnel and it works. You're going to, you know, so a lot, I think a lot of people fail there on the commitment to their marketing money because, you know, they'll, they'll do a bit of marketing, but it hasn't worked. And they'll stop marketing. Udemy is no good. You know, and I, I know that, you know, 90% of Udemy instructors probably do that. Oh, Udemy is no good because I haven't, you know, I haven't kept working on my funnel. I haven't changed it, adapted, tried this different, that different. Uh, I think that's really important. So how long do you, how long would you think, okay, so take a good course, and obviously I'm going to recommend they take both our courses, 
you need mine and Melanie's course if you're watching. Um, so, so how long does it take to get good at marketing, do you think, for the average person? Oh, it has to be at least six months, at least, because you're not, that is the best way that you're going to accumulate the data. And because you can't accumulate what you, what reflects over a week or two weeks or even a month is not going to be true reflective because uh, as we, as the year progresses, we have cyclical times, which means um, our seasons, you know, um, we have, uh, lulls l-u-l-l -L. we have lulls slow times and it's all cyclical and the six months will give you at least two quarters of, of what the cyclical you know pattern will be mm -hmm. and then, then if you analyze what's happened over the past two quarters and then take on the third quarter and if the cyclical pattern uh, repeats, then you know that you you have got a great grip on understanding what happens every six months with your product or service. Yeah, and I, I, yeah, and I'll give you a classic example. When I I analyze with, with Udemy's internal marketing and I analyze their marketing, you know, and I see a pattern the second week and the last week is when they tend to do their heavy marketing. Now, this month was really interesting because everybody by the middle of the month was reporting, you know, in the communities and stuff, they were reporting that sales were very low. So, you know, that was a metric I'm observing and a lot of other sellers will ask each other, how's it going, you know, and they'll be saying I'm 40% down or 50% down. And you'll see it's the experienced instructors that will know they're 40% down. They will know they're 50% down. Does that make sense? And what they'll say, you know, I remember a little while ago, you know, John Colley, who's been on the Hangouts a few times, got a lot of respect for the guy, and, you know, you know, he tried uh, a new pricing strategy, and he tried it for a couple of weeks, and he soon switched it back on because his figures, he was watching his figures, and he could see that one tiny tweak massively affected his thing in the, in the, in the wrong way, you know, and that's you know that's that that's often just as valuable as finding what doesn't work isn't it because when you know something doesn't work you know you can stop doing it yeah and and it's all about listening to what the signals are just like uh in nature itself we can know when a storm's coming because the clouds will tell us um, what's great is we have satellite now that tells us before the clouds tell us. We don't have to wait till we see the sky. We can plan ahead. We can plan our whole trip around avoiding as a region because the satellite says there's going to be bad weather. Don't go there. <laughs> and mm -hmm. so that's the same attitude we should we should approach with the information that we gather about our product or service. Um, what does the satellite or the analytics tell us? Um, does our product or service have an, have an uptick in, in sales around the holidays or not? Um, that kind of information and everything is so unique to each industry. Uh, if anybody tells you that, yes, uh, increase your advertising in December, they cannot be accurate with that because based on mm, like mm. swimming pool sales are not going to happen in in a cold month so right there yeah. that that 
bad advice, uh, you know, that should be a flag to you. Like, wait a minute, that doesn't even make sense. Why would I advertise for swimming pools when there's snow outside and it's going to be snow for three or four more months? And I think another thing is as well, you, um, Melanie, you can't trust whatever people tell you their own metrics are. You've got to measure it for yourself. Um, unless you've got, uh, you know, access to big data of some type that's telling you, you know, um, thing. I just wanted to touch on, you know, how someone might, you know, do some marketing research if they're the first course on Udemy for a subject. And then what I would suggest, I just want to briefly mention this. I would just suggest then go and look at Amazon. Go and have a look at Kindle books. Go and have a look at other places where people are buying information on that subject. And see what information, what metrics you can see. You know, how many, you know, it might be you might be looking at a thing and it's got 10 books and one's a, a bestseller. And the bestseller's got 10 reviews. That's telling you it's not that actually a popular subject. You go in there and the, the bestseller, you know, has got 5,000 reviews. And you know that's a hot topic. People are buying that book, that subject, like hotcakes. So I just wanted to pop that in there while I remembered it. So what is some of the bad marketing advice? that you often see people giving that you would say avoid? Oh, I had one client that uh, uh, both, of, both of the gentlemen across the table, uh, when I met with them, they were very um, agitated that they had to do online marketing. You know, they knew it was time they, and they were agitated anyway. So I knew I had an uphill battle. So as I was... Um, you know, helping them understand how it could work. Uh, the one guy, he said, um, well, that's not what I hear. And uh, why should I, be why should we believe you over what we hear? And I said, well, who's talking to you? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I said, you've got to continue the course. If you're just listening to people in the lunchroom, just talking, uh, you know, I said, if, if you asked me, to make a uh, customized wedding dress. And, and I say, yeah, I know how, but I've never done it. Then why would anybody trust me? I said, so you have to consider the source. And uh, that that's the biggest thing. People are judging based on what uh, they've heard or read or the opinion of their best colleague. And that's not, that's not going to yeah, I just lost your audio there, Melanie. I think it's going to come back. I think um, one of the things I've heard it said is, you know, you don't, you know, you don't ask a plumber for financial advice. I think that's that's, you know, I think that's the core sort of thing. So, so let's just let's just make try and make it a little bit more practical. So, what's the three steps um, that we would encourage, you know, the U, new Udemy instructor or the new business owner they're going to do online it, they're starting to learn marketing what are the three things that you would recommend that they start learning they concentrate on melanie see what is out there whenever you do a search on can you hear me now yeah okay um i hate saying can you hear me now because that's somebody's tagline from a very famous um, mobile company uh, <laughs> they own that phrase now um uh, whenever you do a search on anything, anything at all, make sure that in the in the, the URL search bar that you're looking for, include the year 
Include the year. And if so, include the month. I mean, if you wanted to find out what people are talking about, what people are writing about, um, what courses are being, um, uh, you know, top, top now, when you do a search, Google search, put in that query, the actual year, because uh, you could be, even if you only look at the first page of Google, uh, and you look at like result number one or two on that page, you say, oh, this has to be reliable because look, they're on Google one or two. But maybe that article could have been written in 2009. You know, mm. it goes back, it goes way back. So get current information on anything you do that you're searching about on a search engine. Um, see what's happening on YouTube with that topic see what's happening in the news on that topic. Um, you can even type in what I, what I love to do. This is a strange thing, but you can type in, uh, you can say, let's say I want to look at uh, the trend in, um, and I always say shoes because people look at shoes all the time. The trend in shoe. Uh, so I'm going to type in 2015 trend in shoes, graph, G-R-A-P-A, graph, because then those are the analytical reports where I'm not reading a blog and listening to somebody's opinion where a trend is. I'm looking at actual data where I can see an actual graph. So anytime you can look for graph, you can see that things are going up or down. It is, I've I've used that technique for years, and it's always done me well, always, because uh, articles are people's opinion and how they interpret the information. But if you look at a hard fact graph, you'll see what you need to see. Yeah, I had it recently. You know, I decided to test this idea of giving out loads of thousands and thousands of free coupons to my course, see if it would actually increase sales. And, I, you know, I released it in, you know, uh, you know, I shared it in my Udemy Tips newsletter the other day as well. So, by the way, if you're watching, guys, make sure you go to SME Hero, sign up for my Udemy Tips newsletter. You'll get some information there uh, that I don't share anywhere else. Now, when, you know, when I actually did my own research on that, because some people were making money selling courses, and all you've got to do is give away free coupons. You give away free coupons, you're going to be a success on Udemy. Okay, so I thought, okay, let's test this. So I, I switched on for two months, did it for two months, and then switched it off for the third, and switched it back on for the third month. So I've tested it myself, okay? And I can tell you quite categorically that giving it away for two months is going to massively increase your SEO because your bounce rate is going to go down. Now, for those who don't know what that is, Google, one of the top things that Google look for is a low bounce rate. A bounce rate is someone hitting your website basically bouncing off without getting too technical about it they hit your website and they go away and that tells google this is a rubbish site when you give away a free coupon on udemy people are going to hit the udemy page click through because it's free you're going to get a very low bounce rate that's really good for your seo so in terms of getting your course title into google seo absolutely fantastic but in terms of um Actually, sales, it was negligible. Now, I seem to have lost uh, Melanie at the moment. She dropped out, so hopefully um, she'll come back in a sec. So, yeah, so basically, you know, for those that are, are still watching, 
it's a, just a night of gremlins tonight by the looks of it. For those that are still watching, you know, you've got to be really, really careful and clear about, you know, understanding the metrics and testing that for yourself. Now, I'm just going to check to see if we've got any uh, questions in. Yeah, so George, what I'm going to do, guys, until Melanie comes back, I'm just going to field a few questions. So if you've got any questions you want to chuck at me now in the Q&A, now's the time to do it. George is as, is this a slow time because everyone's on holiday and September all the kids go back to school? Now, traditionally, it depends who's buying your courses uh, and where. So who's buying your courses and where are they buying the courses from? It comes back to what Melanie was talking about earlier because she was saying that, you know, you need to know now it's it's here but let's just say you're yours and you're keeping maybe india and you're finding your son a lot of courses to india and you'd give you that demographic in your, in your teacher dashboard if look at what their buying patterns are because summer holidays might not affect you but if for instance that your product is selling to mums who happen to have their children and they've got summer holidays, they're not going to be focused on buying course. They're going to have the least amount of time during that period. So summer slowdown on the internet is typical, but it's not always applicable to every market. Now, for instance, when me and Phil used to sell antiques, I could sell Chinese porcelain all year round. It didn't matter. When it came to more sort of uh, standard collectibles that roll Dalton figurines, stuff like that, the stuff, the common stuff about huge markup, the non-rare stuff, some of that would really get hit. But niche stuff that's highly desirable by a niche client group can often carry through and see no factors. But it comes back um, to making sure you're testing. So I think pretty much now we've probably got to the end. Unfortunately, I've lost Melanie, bless her. said nothing but gremlins. That's what happens when you upgrade to Windows 10. Never trust Microsoft is what I always say. Um, so what I'll do is I will put a link in the uh, Hangout description, uh, YouTube description when this is finished. So please make sure you go and check that out. Melanie's course there. If you want to get a bit more of an understanding of marketing fundamentals, you want to give yourself that really strong traditional background of the terminology and how it all works and how you need to do it all, then suggest you check out that. Also, check out my offers. That will be there. Link to my webpage where you can find all my offers. Melanie's back. I was just, oh. I just, I was just about to wrap up, Melanie. Um, but you're back. So I was just answering some questions in the stream um, about whether summer is typically a slow time. And I was saying it depends on your niche. I agree, yes. Mm. Okay, so I've got a question here. I'll actually, I'll actually guys, I'm just going to throw uh, one more question at Melanie. Hopefully the gremlins will leave alone long enough to let her answer it. Um, <laughs> Rob's asked quite a few good questions. We're not going to have time to touch all of them. Um, 
He says, what can I do if I don't have an email list? So that's quite, that's quite, a, that's quite a leap into marketing sort of question. So how would you respond to that question, Melanie? Well, everybody is in that situation in the beginning because you get an email list only as you gather interest. So we all start out with no email list. Some function very well without an email list for a long time. So they do that through, you can go through some paid advertising. You can, you can make sure you know when you're posting at the right times to reach the correct people. So you can post on Twitter, Facebook, Google+, um, do everything you can to get the brand awareness out there. Um, then as you get as you notice the interest then you can maybe offer some a free version of this or that and then that's how you capture those emails to build your email list mm. but you don't need and you can't just build an email list out of nobody so you have to get gather their interest first mm. and, and I think is you yeah. get the brand awareness out there yeah, and I think as well, one of the things I always encourage people to do is go and find communities. Go and find communities where people are talking. You know, one of the things I would say, if you're new to marketing, you've got a Udemy course, one of the first things you can do is go out there and connect with people that have got your interest. Find them. Find the forums. Find the communities. Find the blogs. Find the, you know, there might not be a community, but someone might have a really powerful blog. Well, do you know, if, you, if they've got a really active comment section and you start commenting and interacting, people start recognizing you. And I think that's a really important part of online marketing is, you know, creating um, authority in, uh, around your expertise. And I think that's, that's a key thing that people miss, isn't it, Melanie? It's they're, they're trying to build a sale sometimes about building authority around the subject they're talking about. Yeah, and the very bad thing to do is, uh, this is something you want to avoid, is when you join a specific uh, community or you found that great spot that people will actually listen to you, don't say, hey, I want to sell you something right now or I want to sell you something tomorrow or I want to sell you something next week. Uh, they may not be ready for that, you know. Mm. Uh, so just be yourself. Let people get used to seeing your name, uh, get used to understanding what you can offer them. Then once they begin to see you often and they know that they can trust you, that you're genuinely just there to build relationships and talk about the industry and talk about some expertise, they may wonder when are they going to ask me to buy something from them. Uh, then when they ask you what are you selling, then that's a good opportunity. But don't don't make it so obvious. You know, don't be the person wearing the red suit in the yellow room. Don't do that. Mm -hmm. and, you, and you spend time answering questions and helping people. That's the first thing, isn't it? Eventually, people will realize that you've got some expertise, and they'll start coming to you and asking. And now, and I think, and the good thing is, when someone asks you that's when, and you've got to be careful about forum rules or anything, but I think when someone asks you advice, that's when you can say, here's a short answer, but if you'd like more, do you know what? I've got this free material over here. I've got this free material over there. Mm -hmm. um, 
someone said, can Melanie summarize the three steps where to start as we lost that uh, thingy? So just a quick summary. If someone was was starting on what would be the three, three, the three things you would say for them to do um, with their marketing? Um, determine what your product is and how it helps. Is it, uh, is it a vanity product for them? That's all right. But it can't be a vanity product for yourself because nobody's interested in how you please yourself. So identify what you are actually offering. Then uh, determine very quickly, and, and I know that you know this is, this is like core marketing, establish your colors and your tagline. You know, what's that catchphrase? Catchphrases should be maybe two to three words, and they should be action words. They should not just be, uh, you know, they should, every single word, and you're only going to have two or three words, should mean something that people can relate. And the sooner you get your, uh, and that's all about brand recognition, get the colors, uh, three basic colors, which should be like a, a color and then two neutrals. So that should be your three. So um, determine what that is. Do maybe a color study. If, if people don't like fuchsia, don't use fuchsia. There's a reason why a lot of brands don't use fuchsia. People don't like that color. Mm, um, so you're talking about branding there, correct? Yeah, so branding. So you would identify how you are, how your product or service helps others get your branding so that when you are seen people say oh yeah I recognize that logo I recognize that name I recognize those colors mm -hmm. I recognize that uh, terminology and then the third one would be be seen often and and you can do that through many of the free social media platforms be seen often um, if you don't write a blog uh, start a blog write something at least once a month but definitely get out there on Twitter and tweet something. Uh, if you already have a Facebook, say something on there. Um, get on Google Plus. Uh, you can follow uh, uh, different um, industry magazines online, and usually they have a comment section. Start commenting on there. Get people to see you. So be seen often, be recognizable, and know how you're helping. Yeah, and just a quick tip at the end of the day, if you're doing Udemy courses, there's absolutely no reason whatsoever why you shouldn't be on YouTube putting some free stuff out that's going to lead back. A minimum basic, you know, some YouTube videos that's going to lead back to your content is a thing. So I'm just going to get Rob's takeaways, and then we'll have some closing thoughts from you, Melanie. Okay. One, takeaways. Number one, use the language of your audience. Number two, employ niche targeting, target Bob specifically. Might not be Bob for you. Don't target my Bob. He's my Bob. You need to find your own Bob. Um, course exposure requires at least some marketing knowledge. Yeah, I would say even more. Uh, beware of, be aware of competitors and research what works and trending. And number five, monitor and record key metrics. So some brilliant takeaways from there from Bob. I'll put those in the YouTube description as well Excellent. so you can just go through there. So it's just closing thoughts, Melanie. What's your closing thoughts on this very gremlin-ridden evening? <laughs> Keep trying. <laughs> you know, it was it was very tempting, I think, for both of us to like say, 
oh well let's totally switch topics because she can't show up <laughs> and I can't get in but if we keep trying and work together um, we can we can make things happen uh, mm -hmm. just, just keep trying uh, figure out what works and stop doing things that don't work mm -hmm. and that, that does that's brilliant yeah I love that you finished on that because you know that's the key point isn't it with marketing like we said earlier you've just got to keep trying stuff you've got to just keep trying different things until you figure out what works and you might realize at the end you've got a product that nobody wants but at least yeah. you'll know next time how to create a product people do want because you'll understand why they don't want it but normally people people do want what you have you're just not speaking to them correctly mm. Mm. and, and mm. I'll give you a good example of that um, you know hairstyles there's so many ways to do hairstyles we can cut your hair, we can braid your hair, we can color your hair, we can perm your hair, we can change the texture. But, you know, over in London, it's, it's hair tapestry. Somebody has figured out, oh my goodness, I can, weave rib, I can weave thread through your hair strands and make these beautiful patterns. And uh, it's trend, and why do people do this now? It's because Somebody said, okay, I want to do something new and different. I want to be noticed, and it's working. How long mm. will that last? Um, I don't know. Will it be used by everybody? No, because only long people with long hair can have, have this done to them. But the point is, is they found something new and interesting. Rather, when people aren't interested in tapestry, that's an old-fashioned word, when we think of tapestry, we think of going into old castles and, and looking at tapestry of, you know, of this and that, or, uh, you know, a tapestry on a wall. But when you, re, when you redesign that word and you call it hair weaving tapestry, hair de decor, you're, you're, just, you're using a different language that speaks to somebody today. Mm -hmm. So don't be frightened to try new things. You know, maybe just you need to stick at it a little bit longer. And isn't it, isn't it, you know, it's like, you know, the, the light bulb. How many was it, a thousand Edison had to create before we found the right one? And everyone was telling me it wouldn't work. So sometimes it's just a case of going with gut instinct as well. But you just got to keep iterating, keep checking. So I want to thank you for having you on, Melanie. I will put Melanie's um, course offer. I'm going to bully her for a course offer just for you guys. Make sure we get that in the description below. Check out her new course on Udemy. I'm sure you're going to enjoy it. And um, we'll catch up with you in the next Hangout. So thank you for watching and goodbye, everybody. Thank you for your patience, everyone. <laughs>